Hi, I'm Faith. And I'm Corey. And whether it's a book, movie, or a TV show, we'll stick with you to the better end. Corey. I've been wondering, what is your favorite useless fact? Ooh. Okay. So I don't know how useless this is because I think it's really cool and it's probably pretty pertinent to a lot of people. Yeah. But... It's got to be totally useless though. Okay. But this is, this <laughs> is useless to you. Okay. <laughs> you will never be able to do anything with this information. Except Guaranteed. maybe pass it along to somebody else. Right. So, did you know that fish poop sand? I did not know that. You did not know that? No. And I don't know what I expected, but I did not expect a fish fact. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's useless to you, right? Yes. It's really important. It's really important to the world's continued development, I guess. But the health of our beaches, I guess. Sure. Sand is also an accumulation of uh, bone of other fish, but the fish Mm. process, whatever it is they're eating, mostly other fish, and then Mm -hmm. all of the bones and bits turn into free-floating matter and sand. Very interesting. Yeah. To be gobbled up by other fish or to float to the the deepest depths of the ocean with microplastics. Mm. Yeah, that not-so-fun stuff. The not-so-fun stuff. Uh, Where did you... Where did you learn this fact? Because you're not a marine biologist or even someone I associate with having a deep interest in fish. Um, well, that that might be where you're wrong, Corey, because I happen to have a real deep knowledge of aquatics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you go to a different college than I know about? <laughs> no, I just have a really big interest in watching documentaries about the deep sea mm and space and ancient Egypt and all of the all the good stuff. Aliens. Ooh, I know a whole lot about alien conspiracies. <laughs> Maybe that'll be our next icebreaker question. Ooh, do you know another interesting fact? Uh, not unless you tell me. <laughs> well, do you know that the reason Bigfoot enthusiasts think that Bigfoot bones haven't been found yet is because porcupines are supposedly eating them (laughs) i don't know what to do with that information why do they think the porcupines are eating them what porcupines are herbivores aren't they (laughs) (laughs) why are they why do they suspect the porcupines other than being (laughs) kind of pokey they're not known for being nature's garbage disposals (laughs) I don't know, but they think they eat them. They think porcupines are eating Bigfoot's bones, and that's why we haven't found them. Although, I really do feel like every picture I've seen of a porcupine, they're eating actual sticks. Yeah, maybe. Have they gotten Bigfoot confused with the Ents from Lord of the Rings, the the walking, talking tree people? Oh, I do like the walking, talking tree people. I don't like most of Lord of the Rings, but the walking, talking tree person, he's so nice. They get him to climb up his trunk. They just yeah. sit up sit up top in his branches and observe whoever's army coming to attack. Oh, yeah. And he they're just kind. 
Which would explain also why people don't have reports of Bigfoot attacks. It's only... <laughs> it's Bigfoot only, sightings. Right. We, he's just been spotted going about his own business. So that would fit. <laughs> that's why he yeah. doesn't attack people. And maybe that's also why the notorious... B.I.G. <laughs> notorious B.I.G. Oh, we need a t-shirt that's just notorious B.I.G. F.O.O.T. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that maybe the why maybe the reason he doesn't ever attack and the reason he can be consumed by animals, I believe, are either mostly herbivores or maybe also eat bugs. I can't remember. My my porcupine knowledge is lacking. But maybe that's why they can eat the Bigfoot bones, because their bones are really trees. Maybe. But do you know I, I wrote a 10-page paper for English Comp my freshman year um, <laughs> on Bigfoot? Uh, I did not know that. I wrote an entire paper. They said you can do it on anything you want. A book you oh, read in this yeah. class or anything you want to research. And so I researched and Bigfoot. Said... <laughs> yeah. I said, you said anything, you said anything, ha ha ha. <laughs> and then I wrote an entire, an entire English competency final paper on Bigfoot. And you know what? Before I wrote the paper, I believed in Bigfoot. Do I believe in Bigfoot now? No, not really. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I don't. The thing that makes me not confident about the existence of Bigfoot is the kind of other people who believe Bigfoot is real. <laughs> the experts, They're... the Bigfoot experts on TV... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they take they take my confidence away. <laughs> Big Bobby from, from down the street. He's like, I saw Bigfoot. I saw it run through the woods. I was just out there skinning taters, and I just saw it. He was just standing skinning right in front of me. Skinning taters? Gators or taters? You can skin a tater. Yeah. I'm just asking for clarification. Uh, but speaking of things, <laughs> speaking of... Uh, mythological creatures that may or may not exist. Sure. What are we talking about today? Believe it or not, we actually are are going into the second book, the second movie, if you will, of our Twilight series. You're dragging me back to Twilight. We are doing New Moon. So I thought I knew nothing about Twilight. Uh Uh-huh. Because I'd only seen the movie once when I was 12. Mm Mm-hmm. But I remembered more than I thought. Sure. However, I know absolutely nothing about New Moon. I never watched it, ever. (laughs) Okay. So I'm a blank slate. Tell me about it. Well, I'm glad you asked, Corey. New Moon is actually my favorite of all of the Twilight series. I've read all of the books and I've watched all of the movies, and it's my favorite for both. Mm Mm-hmm. So I I do consider myself a professional in this topic. I do not, mm-hmm. however, know how I would make it a better ending because it's fantastic. Let me let me just dig right in, Corey, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. I will just tell you about New Moon, and okay. it has nothing to do with our earlier renditions well, remember, of what we have done. You're just telling me about it, so we're not getting to the changing anything part. This sure. is just informational. What is sure, the sure. clay? What are the ingredients we can we can mix up, chop sure. up, season, dice and saute. up, <laughs> stew in some human sauce? Yeah, <laughs> maybe um, it's human sauce. We'll find out. Maybe Bella becomes human sauce. Maybe she starts making human sauce as a profession. 
Maybe she starts making vampire sauce and she sticks with her career as a vampire hunter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just tell me what exists. Okay. So you enter the movie with a beautiful, beautiful scene. Mm. Bella is like slow-mo running through a big group of people in red cloaks. And she runs out into this beautiful field and she sees her gran. She starts walking towards her. In the book, she's like, I wonder why she's here. She's dead. Um, And then she sees Edward and she goes, no, Edward, she'll see you. And then she sees that he doesn't care. And so he keeps walking. And so she's like, well, I guess I'll introduce him to my vampire boyfriend. And she notices that her grandmother is making the same like hand movements and facial gestures as she is. Mm. which must be hard since the character doesn't know how to make any facial like (laughs) expressions (laughs) right big jab from someone who hasn't seen the movie (laughs) i have seen the first one fair enough well she uh reaches her hand out and finds out it's a mirror and she's the old lady and it's not her gran at all Oh. Um, and then she wakes up and Charlie says, happy birthday. And she's like, no, don't remind me. I'm so old. And he's like, you're 18. <laughs> you have so much life to live. <laughs> yeah, she's a little young for existential dread. Yeah, she's got a lot of existential dread, though. The entire mm. day, she's like, I'm one year older than you, Edward. And he says, I'm so much older than <laughs> you. <laughs> like, you don't understand. I've been alive in air quotes, for a long time. Right. But she gets real stressy and depressy. He invites her to a party for her at his house anyway, because he doesn't care that she doesn't want a party. So she goes to his house. They're having a real good time. He tells her all about the Volturi, who he was going to have himself killed by if something had happened to her in the first book. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a fun party thing. It is. He's, like, standing in front of this entire, like, beautiful, beautiful painting of this group called the Volturi. They are the current rulers of all the vampires. And they don't have very many rules, but you can't, you can't out yourself to the pale. Oh, no, no, no. Not the pale faces. That's, that's the, (laughs) never mind. Take take it back. (laughs) You can't out themselves to regular folks. They can't make Mm -hmm. a scene. Makes sense, because they're trying to preserve themselves, I suppose. Sure. So he he reveals in an all too telling way that he was gonna have himself killed by them by letting exposing himself to the mm-hmm. crowds of people. Um, oh, is there if, not a simpler way to get in trouble? Uh, not really. It's a it's really hard to kill yourself as a vampire. So he has to literally like do something bad enough that they'll chop his head off and burn him. But he mm-hmm. has. No reason to kill himself because she's fine. She didn't die in the first movie. So all mm-hmm. is well. They go about their day. And she starts opening presents. Uh, lo and behold, she's a klutz. And she slices her finger on one of the little wrapping papers. Uh, 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 what? <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> she slices her finger. And it goes from, ouch, a little paper cut to everyone is trying to murder her everyone is trying to murder bella everyone bella bella gets thrown by edward against 
a mirror or a glass window or something. Anyway, she falls into it and goes from, ouch, a paper cut, to I have lacerated, like, every artery in my body. I am not okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone is fighting to the death in the entire Cullen family. Mm. They get it under control. Everyone, it's really, it's Jasper who really freaks out, but everyone else can't handle it either, so they leave. So it's just up to Dr. Cullen, mm-hmm. uh, who's a doctor, to Hold stick on, her up. Hold on, yes, this is a good point to make. <laughs> Go on. If they react so strongly to blood, mm-hmm. how has he made it as a doctor? Because if I remember correctly, he is... He's a practicing doctor, right? Yeah, he's a practicing he medical doctor. Real human beings come into his office. Mm-hmm. I sure. imagine sometimes blood is involved. <laughs> yeah, it is. They they answer it in this way. So you can tell tell me the believability of it. Okay. Every every one of these vampires, every one of them has tasted human blood for the most part. Mm-hmm. Except for Carlisle, the dad. Yeah. He came from a really religious family and he was actually leading a vampire hunt when he got attacked by an actual vampire and he became a vampire he didn't want to be one but he knew what he was so he kind of hid in the sewers and tried to kill himself a lot but Mm -hmm. eventually his cravings grew so strong that i think a passing deer ran across his path and he snagged it and drank its blood and realized he could survive off that and he didn't have to be like a murderous monster for the rest of eternity Okay, so he's not triggered by human blood like everyone else. Right, so this is from, this happened in like the 13th century or something. Right, he's had a long time to perfect his abilities. The only time he's tasted human blood at all has been when he's transforming other people into vampires. So he's transformed Esme and Edward. He also transformed Rosalie because she got attacked by her fiance and his group of cronies mm-hmm. and almost killed. So he, I think he only transformed the three of them. And only because of dire circumstances. Because he's been a doctor this whole time, right? I don't think he was a doctor before he was alive, but he's been a doctor for most of this. Did you say you don't think he's been a doctor? He was a doctor before he was alive? Well, before he was a vampire, I think he okay, was not so a doctor. So before he was undead, he was not a doctor. <laughs> right, right, okay. exactly. He's just trying to make up for the fact that he's a monster in his eyes. Yeah, so he wants to do good. I can I can respect that. So he has, he's only transformed a couple of them, and everyone else has found the coven and decided to join. But okay. Jasper has just joined the most recently, and he's not used to being a quote-unquote vegetarian. So mm-hmm. he freaks out when Bella gets cut. Then he, everyone's freaking out because there's blood everywhere now. But Dr. Cullen is easily able to stitch her up with no issue. He then sets fire to the bowl of her bloody tissue. So no one's going to be tempted to suck on it later, <laughs> which is gross. But it's true. It's a, it's a very specific part of the chapter, which every time I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's not kosher. After that, After that, Edward starts treating Bella really coldly, almost. He's very distant 
for mm-hmm. several days. She feels like something's off. She really wants things to go back to normal. Finally, she offers for them to go talk. He says he thinks it would be a really good idea. He takes her into the woods and breaks up with her. Says mm-hmm. that says that he doesn't love her. She's not good for him. Says he doesn't want to hang out with her anymore. And they're leaving. And then he disappears. Disappears. Like vampire run disappears. Uh-huh. And Bella is klutzy. <laughs> And she tries to follow after him and kind of gets lost and then just kind of goes, uh-huh, and falls on the ground. <laughs> and she just she just stays there for like Classic hours and hours. <laughs> yeah, she's she's just pitiful. But she stays there crept up until really, really late at night when she hears this kind of snorting noise, looks up and sees what she thinks is a bear. And she kind of crawls away and passes back out a little bit only to wake up in a neighbor boy who is one of the or one of the main kids from the reservation nearby mm-hmm. um he is, is the carrying boy her... that she's friends with in the previous movie no that's jacob this this kid he's just another neighborhood kid he's a little bit older than everyone else probably he's 20 or something but still pretty young mm-hmm. he's carrying her shirtless he is shirtless carrying Mm -hmm. her out to her dad who then like grabs her and is like uh thanks (laughs) like just stares at this like Uh. grown man's chest and says thank you (laughs) for finding my daughter that the dad is is the sheriff right he is the sheriff he this breakup happened immediately at following school it must have been about four o'clock in the afternoon if they get a late checkout so Mm -hmm. It's about four in the morning. She's been lost for a solid 12 hours in the middle of the woods in Forbes, Washington, which is very, very dense. Like forested. Yes. So Forks, Washington isn't dumb. No. It's just full of trees. Right, right. So he brings her in and then several months pass in Bella being in this depressive state of post-breakup. She doesn't get up. She doesn't talk. She doesn't eat. She starts sitting at the Cullen's lunch table instead of the table that her friends tried to sit with her at. She um, sits with the Cullens? No, she sits at the Cullens' table. The Cullens left. The Cullens oh. skip town. They are oh, Audi 5000, okay. bye-bye, gone. So it's not just Edward. It's all of them. Yeah, he says his family is leaving, and then they're out, out of there. Literally gone right then. Okay. So several months pass, and that's the majority of that part of the movie is just watching time go by as she's depressed well we did say this franchise loves montages so it's a montage of her being miserable it is it absolutely like in the last is. one sure so not too much time has passed several months and bella finally decides that she needs to get out uh her dad kind of threatens to send her back to live with her mom if she doesn't start making more of an effort to be with people right so she goes out with jessica a friend from school and they go see a movie and as she is getting out of the movie she sees this group of kind of like low lives riding on bikes and catcalling them and she says Mm -hmm. it would be a really good idea if i if i just go follow them and like find (laughs) them and say hey let's hang out let's be besties Uh someone needs to teach bella some life skills 
Yeah, Jessica is like, you are insane. We're not going to go over there. But Bella leaves her and goes and gets on the back of this bike. And then the ghost of Edward says, Bella, don't. <laughs> and she's ghost like, it's Edward. the only way I can see you. And, uh, and <laughs> it's just it's just Bella. a bust, a, a very, very opaque bust of Edward going, don't. <laughs> Oh my! Bella just um, makes poor life choices. Like what's she, going on? She she wants to see Edward, but I guess she realizes in this moment that doing this dangerous thing has made her see or like hallucinate. But I like the idea of Ghost Edward. Okay, she hallucinates. Well, I mean, he is he is dead. Like he's undead. So I guess maybe he could also have a ghost. Ooh, we're gonna we're gonna pocket that because I think that <laughs> could make a real good little bit to our to our uh, intro or to yeah, our un, uh, un, undead creatures also have a ghost. Just stick that yes, in their they have a pocket ghost, a little side ghost, <laughs> parallel character. I'm loving. Yeah. It. Okay. Um. So, so she realizes that doing dangerous things makes her see him, and he tries what? to stop her. Yeah. So you she. Okay? She acquires these junky, junky scrap metal bikes, and the only person she knows who knows how to fix up cars and vehicles is Jacob, the friend she met the first movie. The 14-year-old. Yeah, the really young kid. He's She's 18, so he's 16 now. He's two years younger than her. Okay. She goes to see him, and he notably has a crush on her. So she says, hey. And he's like, hi. And she says, can we fix these bikes up? And of course he agrees. Noted in this very first little scene together that he has gotten real buff. He went from scrawny, scrawny 14-ish year old, 15-ish year old to He's got some muscle. He got a lot taller. He's taller than she is. He picks up the bikes by himself. Mm-hmm. So she gets a little faint, a little, hoo-hoo, you are, you are a nice-looking dude. <laughs> but but she's still depressed about Edward. Don't forget about that. Okay. Still depressed, but interested. Okay. Sure. Uh, so cue another montage of them spending several more months fixing these bikes up they're hanging out they're getting pizza she's laughing and being happy and then he mentions edward and she gets really sad and so on so they eventually get the bikes up and running she gets out on the bike edward goes don't stop and she goes, no. <laughs> she, she pushes on the gas and she immediately wrecks the bike they just spent months and months creating and fixing. Oh, no. And so, so it's, not, it's not bicycle bike. It's a motorbike. Oh, yeah. Sorry about okay, that. Okay, good point. Because <laughs> uh, I was so, like, how is she? Why are these so dangerous? Why is Ghost Edward so concerned? Yeah, these are these are motorcycles. Okay. And okay. she is klutzy. So she immediately wrecks, hits her head really bad and starts bleeding. And her oh, response no. to this is a trauma response. She goes, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. And Edward <laughs> says or and Jacob says, For hitting your head? Because he's a normal person. Right. He's right. not a vampire who's gonna try to murder her. If she's injured, yeah. Right. But the only logical explanation is for him to take off his shirt and dab her forehead with it. Oh, yeah, because there's nothing else around that would do. And it can't be left alone. Right. 
precisely. It so, has nothing to do with making fans happy, I'm sure. <laughs> but but Jacob has very nice washboard abs. He's very, very nice looking. So she notices. She calls him beautiful. All the fan Ooh. base is like, huh. <laughs> because I'm team <laughs> Jacob. I'm like, huh, every time. But moving moving forward they go home he's like you don't get to ride the bikes anymore which stinks because they spent so long doing it yeah but wise call yeah sure 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 um she continues to do dangerous things and continues to be friends with jacob until until Mm -hmm. they go out to a movie with her jacob and one of the kids from school who's another guy who has a crush on her Mm -hmm. and they go see this movie called face punch and the actual sounds from what? this movie are bang, bang, punch faces. I'm going to blow your head off. I'm going to blow your head off. You both shut up or I'm going to blow both of your heads off. And then the kid from school uh, runs out and pukes. And Jacob says, what a marshmallow. And then they almost kiss. Mm-hmm. And the other kid comes out of the bathroom and he goes, I'm sick. I need to go home. And Jacob, mm-hmm. in a fit of masculinity and maybe something else, which you'll find out later, uh, mm-hmm. he says, feeling sick? Need to go to the hospital? Do you want me to put you in the hospital? Uh, quite a jump there, Jacob. <laughs> yeah. So a then little, Jacob... A little extra. <laughs> Jacob disappears. This is when they almost kissed. She says, I don't like you like that. And he says, I can wait. That's important. Um, okay. then Jacob goes Bella. He doesn't talk to her anymore. He says, Audi 5000, I don't want to be your friend. So by wait, he means I can wait from a distance in the background. You'll never know I was there. Yeah, he he says, I'll wait. And then he ghosts her and she keeps calling him a uh, cue montage. <laughs> cue montage ah. of her calling him. She eventually goes, finds out that he is not sick. He is live and well, but he tells her to stay away. Yeah. She doesn't know why. So she returns a little while later and finds Sam Yuli, the kid that carried her out of the woods shirtless, mm-hmm. is walking around and she says, you did this. You must be the reason because you were following him before. I did this. What do you mean? And Jacob really didn't really tell her much. So I don't know mm-hmm. why she's putting all of this together, but he basically was like, you just need to go away. Mm-hmm. Anywho, she punches one of Sam's friends in the face, and then he turns into a werewolf. Oh, this is escalating so... It's like the writers were like, how... Oh, we've written ourselves in a corner. We really need somebody (laughs) to turn into a werewolf by now. And it didn't happen at the movie theater because there are too many people. So we'll just have her punch someone randomly. What a... what an out of character act of violence <laughs> and then <laughs> to that be fair, person it's in will same... turn into a werewolf right it's in the same conflict scene where she's like why did you do this what did you do you're keeping him away from me and then yeah. one of the other kids is like blah 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 and then he he turns to a werewolf and then he tries to attack her and then and then jacob turns into a werewolf uh to protect bella because ah. he ran out of his house and saw what was going on so that's real sweet so jacob's a, a werewolf fight. Yeah, they're okay, though. So then Jacob is able to talk to her and be friends with her again because he doesn't have to hide this whole half of himself. Mm-hmm. Seems like there Skip- could have been an easier way. <laughs> yeah, well, it could, could have been. Skip, skip forward just a second, though, because 
that like you get to talk talk about a little bit of wolf lore but he lets himself um be friends with her again he tells her it's a little bit dangerous she's like i'm used to being dangerous because i you know the vampires he knows about the vampires that's a plus for her (laughs) sure sure he knows about the vampires because the only reason they turn into wolves is protecting the pale faces from the blood suckers okay so you get a little you get a little bit of lore a second a second later they don't ever turn into like werewolves just for fun well, they can turn into them whenever they want, but the reason they become werewolves in the beginning is to, to protect their tribe and oh. to protect the local community. Okay. Yes. But Bella continues to be an adrenaline junkie from this point on in the movie, and she goes rock jumping or base jumping into the water where she is thrashed against rocks and passes out, and Ed, or Jacob, well, she sees Edward on her way down, and ghost they, Edward. Ghost Edward. They have a little montage of his his ghost bust opaquely floating alongside her. And <laughs> okay. at that at that point they end the scene with her being almost dead. You think she might be dead. Mm-hmm. By Bella, end of the series. Just kidding. Jacob jumps into <laughs> the water and saves her. Um once again, I think he's shirtless. And of course. Of of, of course. <laughs> They go back to the house. He gives her his warm, warm clothes. She dries off some. And at the house, they see one of the Cullen's cars. It's Mm. Alice. Alice thinks that Bella killed herself by jumping off the rocks. Uh, She sees visions, if you recall. uh, So she she saw a vision of of Bella jumping and thinks that Bella tried to kill herself. But Edward read her mind. And now Edward thinks that Bella is dead. Mm-hmm. So cue, cue scenes of them panicking and having to race to Italy where Edward uh-huh. has been staying because uh-huh. Edward thinks Bella is dead and he didn't really hate her. He just didn't want to put her in danger. Um, mm-hmm. So he is actually going to kill himself. <laughs> He's okay, decided. So it's become it's become a really convoluted Romeo and Juliet story. I'm glad you mentioned that. That is the theme of this entire movie. That's the very, very first book she's reading and the lines that start this whole movie. Yes. So it's not even subtle. No, not even subtle. He goes, he goes to kill himself by revealing himself at a festival of whatever place they're in, um, Mm -hmm. getting rid of all of the vampires. And so they're all dressed in Uh red cloaks and he's going to go take off his shirt and sparkle to, to the crowd and get his head ripped off. And how are they not going to, like, it's a big jump to think you'll reveal your sparkly self in a crowd of people and people won't just think you got into some Bath and Body Works, like, spray, <laughs> shimmer spray from the sure. 90s and early 2000s. Sure, sure. But the other vampires still won't have it. This is the same city that the Voltori are in, just so you know. Oh, so he's made it real convenient. He's made it real convenient. He asked them to kill him and they're like, no, we like your powers. We want you to come live with us instead. And he says, <laughs> I guess you'll have to kill me. And they're like, okay, we really would rather not. Yeah. He's like, I'll um, make you. So Alice and Bella mm-hmm. rush to the city and she jumps into his arms as he's revealing himself. So no one finds him. And the Voltori still come either way, and they're like, um, 
what are you doing with this human? She's a human. You're not supposed to do that. But Alice is able to prove that Bella will one day become a vampire by showing Arrow, the Voltori lead guy, her her thoughts because she's able to see the future mm-hmm. and they all go home in peace and and <laughs> bella takes a nap okay is the that, end of the like movie roll, roll credits roll credits bella bella takes a nap okay there's a lot to unpack i don't i don't know that we can get into all of it i guess first we have to decide do we want our version to carry on from the last rewrite of ours the first twilight (laughs) one and how could we make that happen because the end of our first one i mean i think it's possible Mm -hmm. and we could still be faithful to the majority of what happens sure because the end of our first one is that bella well i'm trying to think what our real ending is she trains to become like a vampire butt kicker she does she becomes a vampire slayer yeah and like she's still cool with the cullens because they're chill Uh uh-huh um and i guess she also becomes friends with james because we really work it out where james is an okay guy which works out fine because james and his gang did not show up in this movie Mm -hmm. yeah they they well they did but (laughs) there's no time yeah it's whatever we can just assume for the sake of this this rewrite that james and his gang like peace out and he he pursues his passion like his lifelong passion of becoming a an indie film creator maybe he's filming something in italy maybe he's making a film adaptation like a new adaptation of romeo and juliet and that's how we tie that in sure um but for someone who's reading romeo and juliet and should be aware of what's happening bella is not aware of anything that's happening you can associate real life events to books and movies, but you can't tell the future because you read a book that was similar to what right. was happening in your day. But when something dangerous happens and then the boy pushes you away, I feel like you can make that connection of probably he doesn't actually not love me. Probably he's trying to protect me. Because that's the thing he has explicitly expressed before. Sure. He has. So I guess I could believe it. Right. But. He also is very pretty in the books and is very, very nice and very, very smart and very, very strong. So he gives her no reason to think that she's actually worthy of his love and she's very self-conscious. So the second he says he doesn't love her, it really is instead of making her question him, it's confirming everything she's ever believed because it was more unlikely for her to think he loved her. Okay, that's fair. But then but then she meets Jacob, and Jacob is so sweet. Well, she didn't meet him, but she gets to know him. He is so sweet. Can Okay, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I believe that Jacob is much better for Bella. So, yeah, I eventually, think better eventually, Jacob is going to be the choice. So, how's about, how's about mm-hmm. Bella still slices her finger on the thing? He Everybody still, freaks out. Yeah, everybody freaks out. Instead of him being like, I don't think this is a good idea. I'm leaving you. Maybe Bella says, you know, I don't feel like putting my life on the line to be with you just because you're cool. Maybe maybe we should take a little bit of space. Yeah. Bella, Um, I think I need some space. Because I also think our version of Bella is... She might still be self-conscious about, like, her appearance and her worthiness mm-hmm. to be in a relationship and everything. But she also has butt-kicking skills. 
She does. So she absolutely has not, biking skills. And let's hope maybe she also has learned like how not to get lost in the woods. So maybe mm-hmm. she walks him out into the woods to tell him they're going to break up. <laughs> and then she expertly navigates her way out of the woods. <laughs> like charts her own path. And she's like, sure. you need to head south for like four miles and that'll take you back to your house. I'm going to sure. go this way and stop by a waterfall I like on my way home. <laughs> And then <laughs> she does that. Uh-huh. And then maybe she's kind of the cold one at okay. school. She still sits with her friends because we ended up with a healthier Bella at the end of the first movie in our version. We did. Maybe, can I suggest something? Mm-hmm. Maybe Edward still moves away because mm-hmm. he's real, real butthurt about her breaking up with him. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that so- could work. So he and maybe he's still goes to Italy. And we have to yeah. make him less likable so yeah, that she'll want to end up with Jacob. He's like, come on. He only tried to kill you once. <laughs> <laughs> and we also like drew these killer vampires to you who just happened to like rediscover their passion for traditional film art. Sure, sure. He's in like, the nick of strikes. time. Everyone else gets three strikes. Why don't I get three strikes? And Bella's like, when it comes to my life... There yeah. are no strikes. One yeah, strike, you you're just, out. You just, you just fool me once. <laughs> She's like, I'm not as into baseball as you, Edward. <laughs> I don't live my life according to its rules. Right. He's super yeah. into vampire baseball. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he goes off to pursue, like, to join some kind of Italian league of baseball players for, sure. for vampires. Sure. So here is, here is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking... She does fall head over heels for Jacob because they are a great match. Um, Jacob is a werewolf based solely on the fact that vampires killed members of his tribe hundreds of years ago. Mm -hmm. And so they started transforming. Um, So he also is pretty anti-werewolf. I think together. You mean anti-vampire? Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I imagine he's pretty (laughs) pro-werewolf. Yeah, he's pretty pro werewolf. Bella becomes very pro werewolf. She yeah. wears, she <laughs> she wears like she, she wears wearing wolf, a tail. Can she buy? And wolf can she ears. buy? Listen, can she buy all of those Walmart, those classic Walmart like wolf tees or the tees you see in like travel oh, rest stops yes. with wolves on them? Yes, and she, that's exclusively <laughs> what she wears. That she, and, and some ripped jeans. Yes, she she starts repping for the werewolves. She she's like wolf rights, and she's yeah for wolves. Yeah, everyone's like, what happened to Bella? Eh, kind of weirdo. She's just wearing those. She starts she starts just being the girl that growls at people in class. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe that's pushing it a little too far. Sure, but I don't Although, like the idea. Maybe I, she is growling. I can. I mean, you can take it to that extreme if you want. So they. I like the idea of friends. So maybe she needs another project, and I think she should also stay in touch with James, who so, who supports her choice. So I I'm going to go against that just for the sake of an, of an alternative plot that you are willing. You are perfectly able to shoot down. Let okay, me okay. let me shoot something at you. Alice and the rest of the Cullens stay because Edward is throwing a hissy fit and they're like, we're not moving. We've gotten so we like it here. Um, Alice is still there. She can still see Edward's future, but he cannot read her mind. Fair? Mm -hmm. Okay. So she she sees Edward revealing himself 
to the crowd of people mm-hmm. and says, oh, no, you broke up with him and now he's going to kill himself. He's going to reveal himself so the Volturi kills him. And Bella, Bella, who is really well adjusted, says, mm-hmm. okay, he's being melodramatic, but I will go try to convince him not to. So they yeah. all rush there. The same scene, them freaking out because they think he's actually going to kill himself. They're racing the clock. They get there. They do this whole, like, bust-in scene. And turns out, turns out, they just ruined the final scene of, <laughs> of, of this guy's new movie. Of James's, of James's movie. new movie. Oh, I love that. The Edwards there playing playing sad vampire baseball and he runs into james because who else is a vampire and loves baseball and happens to be in italy filming his movie and i like the idea of all of james's cronies have become his crew like they are cameramen (laughs) and camera women and also yeah like the the boom arms and the mics and all that and yeah set dressing yeah so i think they meet in a bar in italy edward is edward is drinking a a glass of um, oh. not not alcohol, telling right, him right. his woes. He's like, I even told her I'd kill myself if I left. Can you believe how <laughs> lame that was? And I love the idea of James being like that monologue, that energy. Yes, perfect. He loves it. I love and it. He I love it. Him in his movie. <laughs> Yes, and he shoots yeah. the scene because he thinks that it's like the greatest thing ever. He he comes up. What? Who else because comes up with everyone wearing red Romeo cloaks? and Juliet. It's traditional Romeo and Juliet with a twist. Right. Because right. James because is, James brings a unique perspective. Yeah, he's an indie filmmaker. This is perfect yeah. for him. He's he gets ready all of for these Sundance. people to wear the cloaks. He's about he's shooting the final scene, and he's the type of he's the type of vampire that mm-hmm. only shoots scenes once, and they have to be perfect. Yeah. So Bella rushes this scene and he loses his mind. He loses his mind. He's throwing boom mics. Edward is walking off. I can't work in these conditions. (laughs) This is this is full on like the whole scene is ruined. Yeah. And and Bella's there. Maybe Jacob came along for the ride. I really, yeah, really like I, the idea. I think if they're dating, she takes Jacob with her. Because she's like, sure. hey, never hurts to have a werewolf around. <laughs> so, and also, have you been to Italy? And it's all expenses paid because Alice and the Cullens. So, <laughs> yes. So what yeah. what do you think of what do you think of this turn? I like that the best. So she and Jacob become friends working on some kind of project. Maybe she mm-hmm. can ride a motorbike, so she does work on that. Sure. Um and then they're going to go on some motorbike adventure cross country together. And yeah. or even just around Forks cuz Forks is pretty cool. It's a it's a <laughs> woodsy place. Yeah. And so they're they're planning that and then right before they are going to take off on their newly fixed up bikes and they're a couple and all that. Alice comes up and she's like Edward and uh-huh. <laughs> Bella just has a oh, I can't believe it. Right. Is he really is he really going to do this? He's he's such a melodramatic, but what's up? Yeah. And Alice is like whether Alice is like agreed. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Regardless, he is kind of like my brother, so maybe we should go make sure he's okay. 
And Bella says, only if you buy a ticket for Jacob, too. And Alice says, fine, we have lots of money. Yeah, and we have so much money. Because I think we also said the the Cullens have spent the last several hundred years treasure hunting. Yeah, they so have. So they have plenty of money. They do have lots and lots of money. So, so they, 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 they fly all to tickets. Italy. First class. They get there. Yeah, they have a great Maybe. time. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe they go a couple days early and sightsee. Maybe, maybe. Because Alice, maybe Alice saw like a, a date in her Sure, in her she vision. sees the paper. He's holding the paper in front of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, we're not, she's like, it's urgent, but it's not that urgent because it's Edward. Right. So we they so they go there a few days early. That morning, they kind of wake up late. They get breakfast. They sightsee a little bit. And they're like, oh, time to go. But mm-hmm. little do they know they're going to run into such a terrible traffic jam because the entire mm. street is closed for filming. Ah, and they're like, but they don't oh, know it's for what filming. an inconvenience. We have to get through. So they're still beeping and like trying to get through the crowd. And you yep. still get the iconic scene of Bella running through the crowd of hooded people and she's like edward no and that's when <laughs> that's when he <laughs> that's when all all heck breaks loose. and edward's like you've you've bella you've ruined the scene yeah and james is just throwing a fit knocking things over tossing the script up into the air and the wind catches it i He's really like, like everybody the go home <laughs> everyone yeah. go home we'll start again tomorrow right Edward, Edward scoffs. He's like, I can't work in these conditions. I'll be <laughs> in my trailer. And he like throws down his costume and sparkles his way back to his trailer. Yes. Ella. Uh, Ella. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's make a tally. <laughs> what kind of Twilight fan are you? I know for real. Bella. Bella realizes her mistake and a little bit annoyedly a little bit abashedly and doesn't care all the way because she's still got a free trip to Italy goes Mm -hmm. back to their hotel. Yeah. She Um, and Jacob make an itinerary for the rest of the week. (laughs) They do. Fun things to like see. Jacob at the end of the week asks her to be his girlfriend um, officially Mm -hmm. because they've been talking, but they haven't been official. (laughs) Uh, They have that like defining the relationship moment. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have a montage of them sightseeing. Kind of like the montage of Joey in, in England, in France. Yeah. <laughs> where they get they get all the touristy stuff. They buy the t-shirts. They take the selfies. They meet maybe a famous Italian person. And they sure. eat all the best food. Yeah. And, and then they go home and Bella takes a nap. Yep. The end. Yep. The, <laughs> the end. better end. <laughs> the better end. Well, that has been educational. Thank sure you. Sure has. I um I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I look forward to our next installment. Oh yeah, there are three more movies. Wow, that's so. a lot of movies. There might not be material for three more with the way we've been handling them. <laughs> we've been really fast and loose with our character arcs. <laughs> right, right. I think we've just we we've run a tighter ship than the than the original filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> we don't put up with as much nonsense or as right. many montages. We don't. We cut all of them. Yeah, we still have some montages. Ooh, can we <laughs> can we replace Bella's Bella's depressed montage with Edward's depressed montage? 
Edward being miserable in beautiful places around beautiful people. Edward depressed on the beach. Edward depressed in this beautiful cathedral. Edward depressed walking through the streets on a beautiful fine day. Like Italy is conspiring against him. It is. Edward Edward eating pasta miserably. <laughs> oh man. I yes. love it. I love it. Well, this has been fun. It, it sure has. I, I think we reached the better end for sure. I think we have. Well, friends, if you're still sticking with us, if you would, make sure you're subscribed to get all our new episodes when they come out on Thursdays. And really, if you would leave us a review, especially on the Apple Podcast app, that would mean the world to us. Uh, Faith's sister won't write us a review until we have more reviews. <laughs> this is so, true. She's holding if out. You could, if you could help us out. And also, if you have any suggestions for good icebreaker questions, or if you'd like to send us your story idea to finish, or a suggestion for a book, TV show, movie, etc. Story et that you think we could give a better ending to, uh, send that to us at suggestions at to the better end.com. We received a new suggestion recently, so we've got to get on watching that show. We do. So we can make an episode about it. And we appreciate the suggestion. And then thank you to our good, good friend Josh for the use of our intro and outro music. It's a beautiful thank day you, in Josh. Italy. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs>